Welcome to the preview podcast of issue number 41 of the Bad Cody Funky Podcast. This week, coming up on Thursday at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash badcodyfunky, we're going to be talking about open world gaming. Today on the preview podcast, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite games that we've played. Not necessarily open world, that's coming up on Thursday, but uh, some of our favorite games that we've uh, played. One of the favorite games I've ever played series-wise is probably going to be in, it's funny because we're talking about that uh, off-channel, but uh, Mass Effect, the series. Yes! Fucking great. So good. And since we agreed off-channel that that's not open world, I can say it now, it's so good, it's great. Yeah! And and actually, not just as a story awesome and the decisions you make and stuff like that, um, but the multiplayer number three was fantastic. And a lot of people skipped it, which is a shame, because it was a great team-based objective a horde mode combined with the Mass Effect world, and it was just so so fucking good. Like I had a friend who actually only played the online of Mass Effect Three. He never got into the story. Really? He never got into yeah, the story. It was, what? It was crazy. That's the meat and potatoes of Mass Effect. Did he? Yeah. Well, well, maybe if he didn't play the first two. No, he did. He played the first two, and he was, like loved them, and he was really looking forward to the third one. And then uh, I think it was just like work and stuff got busy, and the only time he ever played is like he just wanted to play the multiplayer. He wanted to play with his friends. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but the fate of the Krogan people rested in his hands. I mean, it's like Schrodinger's cat, right? If you never play it, technically, they're neither dead nor alive. Unless you shot Rex in the face. Yeah. They fucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's my vote. Um, honorable mention goes to Ratchet and Clank. Nice. Kraken Time. Kraken Time is my favorite. I played a couple of the other ones, and they were good, but Kraken Time was just f- fucking fantastic. Um, what about you, Casey? Hmm. Well, whenever I think of games that... Well, open world in general is already a great genre of games, and you know me, I'm the most diehard of diehard Fallout fans. Um, one of my favorite series in terms of at least exploration, even though it's not open world, has always been Banjo-Kazooie. Ooh. Nice! And Banjo-Tooie, yeah. And you want to talk about upcoming stuff that I'm absolutely nuts about, too? Ukulele? What's I that? Dove, you, oh, you know, I heard about this. It's a spiritual successor. Is it out yet? Oh, no, not yet. It's, I think oh, it's, it's coming they're, out. Yeah. They're shooting for it in October. Cool. Um, but it's it's like every it's like one of those universally platform games. It's by a lot of the same people. They got Grant Kirkhope doing the music. Like it's in it's in every way like what a the banjo, like what banjo kazooie nuts and bolts could have been. I like to think, um, and how it plays and. It being a, you know, completely asinine collect-a-thon. But yeah, Banjo-Kazooie and Tui, um, the worlds are colorful, it's funny, the characters are interesting, you're rewarded for searching every nook and cranny of a level, even if it's with, like, a little extra life or what have you. <laughs> yeah. It's the kind of games that got me into the whole completionist mentality, where, you know, you scour a game from end to end and you get, like, the full playability out of it. Because yeah. uh, that was a game that, out of 100 Jigsaw pieces in the game, you needed something like, I want to say, 94 out of 100. Oh, jeez. To, to even fight the final boss. They're not fucking around. That's outrageous. Like, you don't find shit like that in games anymore. Oh, no, yeah. Now but, it's all, like, it's all lovey-dovey, and it's all like, well, you tried. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Have, a, have a white Tanuki suit to help you through every level. And I, and I think it's totally invincible. And any like the deviation from that is just like it's so weird because we're so used to that now in games where it's just like oh you died that's fine don't worry about it oh you're yeah, dying a all, lot all the hand holding in modern games now as opposed to games back in the day right you know? and it's funny too because that's why a lot of people 
like indie games. Remember when uh, indie games were starting to become a thing and they would make uh, you know them look like all the old school games, and those were more popular than all the big AAA titles. And you like, know, but yeah, I like, like the, Undertale. Look at look at yeah. that. Oh, dude, yeah, exactly. You know, like uh, the younger generation was calling it retro games. You know, and I was like, retro. That's just <laughs> the kind of games we had back in the day. You know, the platformers, things that actually required you to have skill to get through. Sure, not, yeah. yeah, not only that, but you know, like they, they weren't like very liberal with checkpoints and hand holding as far as like instruction went. You had to like kind of guess what to do and know what to do. And oh, the, man. Ta- the type of games where one pixel could be the difference between victory and throwing your controller through the wall. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when games didn't have any any save points, dude, and you had to like leave your system on because <laughs> there was no save. Leave it paused overnight. Yes, password <laughs> saves. Yes. When games had a score system for no arbitrary reason. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now even game over screens are almost a thing of the past. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just, again, it's a handholding. Yeah. You just pop up like, um, you know, certain games you're playing now, you die and you come back at a certain spawn point, a campfire, or a corridor, or something, and you get to continue from where you just were. It's like Although you know, that in itself could be very, very um, annoying as well. Like, if especially we take it like back, not so far back but playing like halo on legendary mm-hmm. and you couldn't get past a certain checkpoint it's like oh man, even that, that brutal even that nowadays with that checkpoint stuff it could be like fuck i can't get past this one point no matter what i do i'm dying or i don't have <laughs> enough or i or and we've seen it happen to us before you get a checkpoint you get a save but it's not the checkpoint you want. It's not the save you want yes. because like, you use no, something God, or you did this, no, you do that. Why? So, yeah, there's a lot of hand-holding nowadays, but you can still fuck yourself up if you don't do it right. Oh, sure, yeah. Gotta rotate them saves, kids. Yeah, I remember playing Halo 1 Legendary and getting through levels, and especially any one that had a sniper in it, and you're like, no! Peek around the corner, get shot in the face. Yeah, oh I, I remember so many fucking just controllers being busted and like, <laughs> boy, like just because stupid shit too. Or like when you accidentally like pulled almost like pulled the cable right off, even though like, yeah, even though what do you the, mean accidentally, the, even though like the controller had that little like brake system where you weren't really able to do that, but somehow you still were able to like son of a bitch and pull like the Xbox completely like right off the shelf. Oh sure, yeah, or like um. So, I had a Sega when I was a kid, and I would slam the controller on the floor when I got pissed. Not on a wall, but on the floor. There were were no walls in close proximity. And (laughs) me doing that so many times, and and the force in which I did it, actually made the port in the system bad. Like, it, like, brought it off a little bit. So, I had to, like, plug into the controller, and then I had to, like, tape it in a certain direction in order (laughs) to play. Otherwise, like, some of the buttons wouldn't work. It's fucking weird. True desperation. Oh, my yeah. God. Those those were the days, man. They were. Like, those some Vector were the Man, days. Sonic 2, Sonic and Knuckles. At, and le- at, least, yeah, at, least, Sonic and at Knuckles. least if you're playing Sonic 2 and Sonic and Knuckles, there's so much button redundancy in that game. Oh, yeah. Where it's okay if half the buttons on your controller don't work anymore. That's true. <laughs> Dude, those games were shit back then on, on the Sega Genesis. Yeah. Okay, and Vector Man. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, Toe Jam and Earl. Yeah. Rise from your grave. Welcome to your doom. Fantasy Star. Yeah. And now we go into my favorite game that was on Genesis. Yeah. You guys fired up. 
Streets of Rage 2. I think for a while, I think every single mobile device I had had an emulator for Streets of Rage 2 specifically. Just for that. I didn't give a shit about any other. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sega Genesis had great games and I love playing it. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I think just Streets of Rage. Sega does what Nintendo don't. Nice. Sega! But like. Streets of Rage 2 was just always my all-time favorite. No matter what games I've played, even like games as like intense as Halo, Halo series or games as beautiful as Last of Us or Red Dead Redemption or like as like mine or as like minor racing or mine fuck you like um, Silent Hill. Streets of Rage 2 will always, always, always be my all-time favorite. Yeah, I agree, like, man. I, I remember like like playing in the in the arcade. Oh my god, it was so much fun. Like 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 kids would just like come up and then like put your quarters down and like like pick up sticks next to the next kid and everyone went, "Oh god, it was such a good game." Cuz they had like a whole bunch of stuff that you got right. Like you had to use your skills to get to the level. They have it was like a, like a street beat em up and it was just, "Oh god, it was so engaging. The music was pretty dope too." Yeah, especially in the Genesis. I always thought like Genesis had a better um Oh yeah. sound card or sound quality or music quality than like Nintendo or like Super or Super NES. Um and a lot of the a lot of the music, if you think about it back in the day for like the Sega Genesis games, were very, very like poppy of the day. You know what I mean? Like for instance, the one level of um Sonic the Hedgehog, I think it's like the Starlight Zone. Yeah. Like, um I think it was Starlight Zone where it had the certain type of da 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 It sounds like it sounds a lot like Bobby like a Bobby Brown song from like back in the day also. Mm-hmm. Dude, oh god, all those songs back then. Just play, especially playing those levels over and over because you keep dying. Oh my god, yeah. no, nothing like wiping on a Sonic level and just having to have the, the song start up again. Nothing says a childhood well spent like being con- stuck in Casino Night Zone. Not oh god, oh, fucking oh, screw oh yeah. god, Casino. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I think place. Sonic was one of those games where, like, it taught you, like, not to get hit just because you felt like an asshole when you lost, like, 150 rings or 200 rings. Like, yeah. 10 or 15, that's not bad. You'll get that back throughout the course. But when you have, like, all these fucking rings, you try to collect every single ring on the level, and all of a sudden, like, one little, like, shot from one of those flying bees hits you, and you're like, those are all my rings. That's everything I had. That's like two lives worth of lives worth of rings. What the shit, man? And then, and then you, you leverage tails just to get them back. No, no one else tried to do that. No, you oh, can yeah, do that. <laughs> I don't need him. Here, you <laughs> use him as collateral. The only way to do it is tails only mode. Oh god, tails that's, only mode. That's cheatsy. Did uh, any of you guys try to have the second controller control tails? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I did that. Yeah. Yep. Didn't work as well most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but you tried. It's one of those things that you did as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Oh yeah, you try to like break the system, make it yeah. work to your benefit. Yep. Yeah. You could do it also like in, in in Street Fighter, like like if you're going up against a, like um the Victor stage where you go to up against like 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 uh, Ryu or Ken, like you can mm. get the second controller and then you pick that character that stage and if you beat it you like move on. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so could you do that all the way until you get to Bison? Oh yeah, you can do it all the way to get to Bison. It doesn't work with Bison, but it works with everything. So like if you reach like USA and you get up to Ken, you pop the second controller. Pick Ken, and if you beat him, it counts. So you keep moving on. Shit, dude! Yeah. I remember the first time I saw the pause screen for Street for Street Fighter Two um, Championship Edition. 
Like, oh. I'll never forget it. Because, you know, but back in the day, because Sega Genesis the three buttons, and when you hit start, it would go from, like, punch to kicks. Mm-hmm. Um, however, one of my friends, he had, like, the all-time legendary, like, six-button controller. Dude, that controller had, like, was legendary. A, B, C, X, Y, Z, you know? Oh, I remember, I remember that. Like, Damn. And I remember he paused it, and I'm like, I forgot what I asked. I was like, so what happens when you, you know, hit, hit pause? Like, because both bunch and kick are on here. What happens? And he pauses it. And all of a sudden, it just it just hear like hey, 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 and it just pauses. Yep, 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 yep. And I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, this controller can pause the unpausable game." You mean <laughs> I can actually pause it and go use the bathroom and not hold it till I lose? Oh my god! Yes, I remember that having to wait till a match was done to like run and go to the bathroom. <laughs> Mom, I can't pause. Dude, I remember that six button controller, dude, because because like I didn't have it yet, but like I had a kid on my on my block who had like everything, because like I don't know, I, like his parents were getting divorced or something. Anyway, so uh, oh my <laughs> benefits. god, benefits exactly. Yeah, he would get everything, like every toy, like every new thing. I remember when he got like like uh, like uh, the new and like like breaking technology with like Spider Man with like like a thousand joints you could pose like every single thing. But uh, yeah, when he got the six button controller, I'm like I'm still on three buttons. And I went to his house, and he was like, dude, this controller, it's freaking awesome, it's going to X, Y, and Z, aim again. I was like, what is this? I don't understand. <laughs> what's, what's turbo? It was so <laughs> Oh, my God. Genesis, man, that was the day. That was back in the day. Yeah, man. First system I ever owned. Just, just, just classic games like that. They bring it back. They bring it back a couple of years. Yeah. I, I really like hope... A- I hope someday someone tries to remake Streets of Rage 2 for like a modern day system. Oh, or just Streets of Rage in general. Dude, they, they remade... I can't talk about this enough. They remade Double Dragon. Oh, it's a yeah. Double Dragon Neon. It's the best side-scrolling fighter I've ever played. Yeah, I hear really good things about it's it. It's amazing. Yeah. I remember, remember when they remade uh, Turtles in Time for the 360? I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Like, you know, like it was it was cool, like the way everything moved and is how like new it was, but it still had like some of the old school... Uh, like noises and like it was just it was the exact same game but big like apple. with like extreme technology it was so good yeah they had that too the big apple damn it was so i was like yes this is exactly what we want dude i have a i have a friend i have one of my buddies here who um he actually works at gamestop and he will fight you tooth and nail and say that the remake is completely different from the original for Turtles. It's the exact same thing and i'm looking at him i'm like dude it's literally the exact same thing Except it has newer graphics. Um, excuse me. Back in Super Nintendo, yeah, Michelangelo like, was the slowest, most powerful turtle. He will, and lose now he's fast and weak. Mind when you talk about <laughs> it, that's it's so, so stupid. Funny. I remember like that we liked it so much because it was the same thing, except with yeah. updated graphics. And I was just yeah. like, this is what the industry needs to keep doing. Like, I'm not, I don't even met. Like, it's like that's all we want. Just is it 2.5D? I know I didn't yeah. actually play it. The new one. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, cool. Yeah, the uh, yeah the Turtles of Time remake. Yeah, and the, they did the same thing with uh, Ducktales remastered. Although they yeah. changed just a couple things up. They said like I never played. It. I own it, but I haven't played it in its entirety. Because I remember that being like a classic for me in uh, NES, uh, the NES days. And actually, that was uh, that game was what uh, helped what helped make Cliff Blazinski, you know, co-creator of Gears of War, and I believe he's the founder of Epic or whatever he was over at Epic. Yeah, he was like um, some, some kind of big. Uh... Yeah, the big wig over at Epic, and now he's just kind of doing his own thing. But that's like was one of his inspirations to get into games was that game. So that's when awesome. they remade it, it was really cool, and it was like it wasn't even like three D. Like some of it was three D, but it was mostly hand drawn sprites, which was awesome. Oh. It looks and, a lot like Wario Land. 
what the DuckTales remaster? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. It's uh it's it's got a good combination of 3D and 2D. Uh and they actually have the official Disney voice actors voice acting all the characters. That's awesome. So that was really fucking cool. They need they to do did. that with with like the X-Men game, like the side screen X-Men game. Oh, true. That, that would be, be awesome. So yes. Imagine with like today's I'm gonna, graphics. I got, I'm going to be honest. I played that game not too long ago. It does not hold up to what I remember. Oh, really? Yeah. For Which I X-Men mean, game, though? The I'm thinking of the, the six-man X-Men game. Like, yeah, the six-man cabinet. cabinet. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I don't know. It's just It feels chunky, but when you play as Colossus and you use his power and he does that, thing, yeah, you feel like a kid again. It's yeah. real good. Yeah, I think oh, no, they, for, they for me, it was Nightcrawler. Yeah, they had it. What was it on on the 360? They, I remember playing it on a, on a system I own because they like brought it into like some kind of arcade. Is it it's on? Uh, it's probably on PlayStation. I remember it was mm. on the. Oh, it was, it was on Xbox Network too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, in the yeah, arcade. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the Xbox arcade. Yeah, it was dope. Yeah. If they if they did that one, but with like today's graphics, oh my god! Like, oh yeah, just That'd do be that. Sick. <laughs> you just ha- you just do it now. It's like you see these kids. Who's Dazzler? <laughs> like, I know all these other X Men. You got Storm. Dazzler. You got Wolverine. Oh my god, I forgot Who's about Dazzler. Her? Why does she look like some lady from an '80s music video? There has Jen. to be like some story behind that where they couldn't use Jubilee or something. Like there has to be. I don't know if Jubilee existed when that game came out. I want to really? say probably, but yeah. I want to. I mean, I, I, I feel think like, so. I feel like because I was at the height of X Men. Yeah. Well. Like, I see. The reason I say I'm not sure is because what Dazzler looks like in that game, she's wearing like that, that dirty dancing like '80s jumpsuit thing. Yeah. And she wore that in the '80s, and I don't know if I think. Well, they probably didn't update her costume in the '90s. Probably just kept it as that, right? Yeah, maybe. I mean, Wolverine has the the tan costume. Yeah. That's yeah. True. He's not. He's not wearing the yellow and blue. So. But I mean, that game couldn't be older than what '94, right? So she would have been around. She's been around since, like, 92, Jubilee. Yeah, I mean, I remember her from, like, the first episode of the the, uh, the show. <laughs> you gotta pay for that arcade machine. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, hey, kid, you know how much those things cost? Yeah, a quarter. <laughs> That's the line. <laughs> so fucking stupid. That's so good. I laugh every time because it's so stupid. So bad. <laughs> yeah, a quarter. Because <laughs> he's a kid. The X-Men arcade game came out in 1992. Oh, hey. wow. So that was just around the time she first showed up. Yeah, dude. That's why they were making all those games because the cartoon was such a huge hit. Yeah. Yeah, gotta capitalize on that money. God, yeah, they need to do more X Men stuff like that. I mean, come on, like ah, uh, bring I wish bring, they, bring back they're, that. They're pushing, they're pushing the Inhumans, man. Well, well, I, well I was gonna say, like, shit. wasn't there wasn't there some kind of comic series where they were bringing back the the nineties X Men? But in yeah, modern? there there is. I I don't know if it's still ongoing. I wish it was during Secret Wars. It was called X Men ninety two. Oh man, yeah, that's what. It oh, was, I saw right? that. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, written by. Um, Oh, what's his name? He's the he works for Comics Alliance. He wrote he wrote Chris Sims. It was written by Chris Sims, and mm. I think it was drawn by Scott Koblish. Um, Scott Koblish. There's a there's a scene in that where where they're talking about Gambit and Rogue's relationship, and Gambit leaves some girl a uh, a Dear John note, and it just says "It not you, it Gambit." <laughs> oh god! <laughs> it just it made me lose my mind. That's you read so it, dumb. His voice. It's it's that's so great. Cool. Oh, that's uh, Jubilee was 1989. Wow! Really? Yeah. Damn. What yeah. issue of Uncanny does it say? Uh, I don't know. I closed it already. Uh, <laughs> I'll do my own. I'll do my own research. Earlier. <laughs> yeah. Da-da. First appearance of Dazzler was 1980. Oh well, I know Dazzler is way back, but so she but, predates her a bit. 
Uh, Uncanny X-Men number 244 for Jubilee. I think I own that. Uh, by Chris Claremont and Mark Silvestri. Yep. Really? Mark Silvestri? Yeah. Oh, he drew X-Men for a long time. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. The and then he thing. went over to Top Cow, or created Top Cow. Yeah. <laughs> Top Cat? <laughs> Top Cow. Top, oh, Top Cow Cat. Comics. Um, that was Darkness, right? Top Cow? He did, yeah, he did the Darkness. Darkness, uh, Witchblade... Aphrodite oh, 9. Nice. Aphrodite 9, yeah, all that good stuff, yeah. Oh, yeah. talk about a good game. Darkness? Darkness 2? Yeah, wow, I forgot about that. Those yeah, were that was like out of nowhere. Like, So that was one of those games that was like a lot of people were disappointed with because the first one was fairly open world. Yeah. Fairly. It was like open level, not open world. Like, like how Resident Evil 4 is open world, right? So, and it, like that one was okay. It was like a launch title, I believe, for uh, Xbox 360. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it, it was cool. I played it later, so I didn't really get too into it. Mm. Um, but they had some cool ideas. And then Darkness Two came out, Dude, Darkness and that was, was a good. much different game. Mm. It was just a straight, uh, you know, uh, point A to point B, arcadey, just violent as hell game. And it was only three or four hours long. It wasn't very long, but it was so much fun. It was I'm so just much a, fun. I'm a big fan of that tentacle vision. Oh yeah, <laughs> that that rule. Like I, I don't know what it is. Like just aesthetically, that game was very neat and how they handled it. And it was um like the voice of the minions and stuff like that too. That was so cool. What was that guy's name? Someone's my my music buddies are gonna kill me because he's the uh, lead singer from um Faith No More. Oh fuck! What was his name? He also actually fun facted the voice of one of the personality um, spheres from Portal. Oh nice! Yeah, the first one, like at the end when you have to do the boss fight and you just take mm-hmm. out all of uh, her, all the personalities to get her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys are is he the is he the hate cool. sphere? Yes. Yeah, he's the one that's just like. Bah, 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 bah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I love Come that one because he's just like <laughs> he's the gravity gun. It's all like Mike Patton. Mike Patton, that's his Mike name. Patton. Mike Patton. Do you guys ever play uh, Dark Sector? No, I remember oh, you. I remember watching you play Dark that. Dark Sector while, was so cool. You were you were like, oh man, I forget what you were, but you were a dude, and like your right arm was like afflicted with some some kind of alien crazy thing. But you had this weapon that was like Xena's chakra, but it was like it had like all these crazy like these these claws on it, so it wasn't like a complete circle. And and you threw it, and you can control it, and that was like the main thing that you fought with. But you were like like a superhero, and you were going up against like, these government agents or something. I forget what it was, but oh my god, that game was that game was fun. Like the story was kind of what. Ever, but the online was so much fun because you had one guy who was like the you know that hero thing whatever went up with the right arm it's all crazy and you threw like xena's like uh, her weapon her chakra thing and then everybody else was like a regular agent so it was up to you to, to kill the other guy and it was sick dude like ah like it was so any of you guys ever through. played uh one for playstation no. Uh, it sounds familiar. So there's this game that came out, and me and my buddy Mike back in the day used to love playing it because the game made no sense whatsoever at all. It just started with um this guy saying, "I made a mistake," and that's how it starts. And he wakes up in this like apartment, like somewhere in the city, and has like this like giant mechanical bio arm, and he basically shoots from this arm. And the whole gameplay is you run around and you destroy shit with this arm that shoots stuff out, and you can change weapons in it whatsoever. And the more stuff you destroy, the more health you get and the more like power you can get and stuff like that. So what really kills you aren't really guys shooting at you that causes damage but doesn't kill you. It could be like falling off of stuff. So 
every single stage was designed in a way to make you fall. Like there's one stage where basically like on top of the building tops, like these um like on rooftops, I mean, and you're fighting rooftop to rooftop, jumping from rooftop, fighting helicopters and guys below you. And it's kind of it's a really cool stage. And another stage on a mountainside, but you never know what the game is about. All it's called is one, and the guy's like, I made a mistake, and that's it. And then it gets to the end, and another cutscene, he's like, I remember now, they'll pay. And you beat the final level, and it's, that's it. There's nothing. You don't know exactly what wow. happens next, if they're going to make a sequel. Like, nothing ever happened from that point. But all you do is destroy shit. That's all you do. There's no story. Just run around and just shoot shit. And it's like, it wasn't a side-scroller. It was kind of like... I guess, like, over the shoulder, but kind of, like, from a far distance. Kind of like how um, Old Republic plays. Kind of like that kind of t- like play style. Okay. Mm. And it's funny because, like, you would move – you would use, like, the um, – it was, like, on the analog controllers. You would use, like, the left thumbstick to move around, but the right thumbstick was your shoot way – how you would shoot. So any shot – any, like, position you pointed the gun at, that's where it would shoot. So you can run and shoot all at the same time. And you had, like, jump and all the other stuff, but your main two – buttons in this whole entire game was the left thumbstick and the right thumbstick. Because nice. one could move and the other one was meant for shooting. And that was about it. Hmm. Like, it's like it's one of those games that was, the way it was designed, it's almost like you said it's like an indie title like now, the way indie titles are designed where it's like very rudimentary and basic game style and that's what this was but it was on the PlayStation. Except back then that was like top of the line. Yeah, back in those days <laughs> that was like how you played pretty much. That's um, crazy. Uh, all right, that, did everyone go? Because that that's time. Yeah, that's pretty much uh, all we have for the preview podcast. Everyone, tune in this Thursday at nine thirty Eastern Standard Time on Twitch.tv/slash BadCodyFunky, and make sure to check out BadCodyFunky.com for everything you actually care about without the saturated news fluff. Until Thursday. This is the Bad Kitty Funky Podcast, issue number 41, preview podcast. Don't forget, also coming up on Tuesday, we have The Division coming out. Bad Kitty Funky will be playing live on Twitch.tv. Join us for that. It's a good uh, buddy game. We'll be squatted up, so look out for that as well. Until next time, everyone. We'll see you later. We'll see you another time. Or never. <laughs>